0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Restaurant Innovator, a podcast from the editors of FSR magazine that features conversations with trailblazing chefs, restaurateurs, tech innovators, and other folks in the food service world who are leading the charge in creating elevated experiences for modern guests and employees alike. I'm your host and FSR editor, Callie Evergreen, joined by my colleague and co-host, Sam Danley, associate editor. I'm excited to introduce you to today's special guest, Andrew Glance, founder and CEO of Gift A Meal, a local marketing and community engagement program that provides meals for local families in need. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. Can you briefly walk us through your journey to creating Gift A Meal?
1: Absolutely. And thank you for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity Uh, So I founded Gift Meal back when I was a student in college, actually. I was at an internship, and I was on a lunch break at a local restaurant, and I was talking with the other intern about how millennials like ourselves are looking to support brands that give back. But with restaurants, there were a lot of financially driven incentives like coupons and discounts, but there wasn't a lot that was really creating that emotional connection between the customer and the restaurant. And so I kind of pulled from a Tom shoes Warby Parker buy one give one model, and from the trend of people posting photos of food on social media, and combined it into one of take a photo of your food, we donate a meal to someone in need through a local food bank, and trying to find a way to really have that guest feel involved in the give back at the restaurant in a way that was free for them and funded by the restaurant. So I put my savings into it. Hired a developer and kind of went from there and got some early adopters in the St. Louis area uh, since I went to college out here. Graduated, went full-time on it in 2017 and built it out throughout St. Louis. And in the last couple of years, we've really started to expand more nationally. Uh, When I graduated, we were at 30,000 meals and now we're at 1.65 million meals provided.
2: So... You know, I was reading that you started this after like working at a nonprofit previously. So Mm -hmm. kind of initially coming at it from that angle with that experience, I'm curious if there was a learning curve to figure out like how to frame this for a restaurant or communicate your idea that makes sense from their perspective.
1: Absolutely. And I think that you know giving back has always been something important to me on a personal level. And so getting exposed to the idea of a profits with a purpose business model and how to align those incentives was definitely something that was a fun challenge to tackle to showcase how all businesses could give back. I think the messaging is really important, both for when we're talking with our partner restaurants, but then also communicating that message to consumers. So that way, there's a really transparent and consistent message that's provided. Because if you're a for profit social venture like ourselves, you know, we're essentially cause marketing for the restaurants. Uh, you really are kind of held to a higher bar of authenticity and trust in order to make sure that you're actually helping the cause and not just using the cause. And so making sure that all those different types of incentives are aligned has been something that's really important. Um, so I would kind of phrase it as kind of the key things for these social responsibility programs being successful is kind of authenticity, having that right branding fit, and then just being ha- like hammering home consistency of messaging over and over again and making sure it's consistent with nonprofit partners that you work with. Um, but yeah, I'd previously been involved in the nonprofit side, both as a volunteer, and then I also helped serve as a board member and vice president of a children's charity, uh, raised about $350,000 for kids in need in my community uh, across hunger, mobility, and education. And so those were all things that are really important to me personally. And so to, to be able to find a way to both help support restaurants from their bottom line perspective, while also giving back to the communities they serve and fighting local hunger is something that's really fulfilling to me personally.
2: Mm,
0: fantastic. And then, you know, I know kind of the whole spiel of, you know, turning customer photos into meals, but how does that actually work? Can you kind of walk us through, you know, the different pieces that, that came together to form Gift Meal?
1: Yes. So the way the program works is it's funded by the restaurants paying a monthly program fee to be involved. So for an independent single location restaurant, it's $79 a month. And then we discount down based off the number of locations. It's free for the guests to participate. They simply scan a QR code off of any type of table tent or signage at the restaurant, launches gift a meal on their phone. They take a photo of their food or drink while they're there. And then we make a monetary donation from that restaurant's program fee to one of those local food banks near that restaurant to cover their cost of providing a meal to someone in need in their community. So one photo is one meal, and then the guest is invited to share their photo on their personal Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter slash X, and we give an extra meal for each platform they share on since then they're promoting the restaurant in a positive way to their friends. Uh, what that means on the give back side is that these local food banks that we're making the donations to, you know we're donating to over 100 different food banks across the country now, uh, with them, they get food donated to them by supermarkets, food distributors, community food drives, and they store that food in these big distribution facilities. Our monetary donations to the food banks then cover their distribution cost to get that food from these big facilities to the hundreds of neighborhood pantries where those in need can actually access the food. And so for each of these different food banks, on their website, on their donate page, they typically have a meal metric which is for every dollar donated, they provide X meals to those in need. Typically it's about four meals per dollar donated. And so for gift a meal, on average, we're donating 25 cents per photo taken based on that food bank's own metric. And that just comes out of the restaurant's program fee. Um, so for the restaurant, it's the blend of giving back and then also marketing, but at a predictable rate.
2: So outside of the the costs for restaurants, like the monthly cost associated Are there any other like extra steps or logistics that they have to do? Or it sounds pretty simple from their end.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was one of the things that I really was looking for with Gift a Meal was making it really plug and play for the restaurant. There's no effort or logistics for staff. They don't need to handle any food. They don't need to change any steps in the customer experience or the staff experience. It's literally just putting up some signage and then guests take photos we may cover the cost of, the, of administering those donations to the food banks. Then the restaurants get a monthly report and a dashboard where they could access the info as to uh, how many meals were provided at each different restaurant, which food banks are being supported. They can also access all the user-generated content of all these photos that are taken and the captions. And then the restaurants then have the rights to those photos where they could use those on their social media as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, what's been some of the feedback that you've heard from your restaurant partners on, you know, the impact that Gift a Meal has had on marketing, traffic, loyalty?
1: Yeah, it's been really exciting to see the impact. I mean, we've done a bunch of case studies across our partners, and on average, we've seen that the guests using Gift a Meal are returning thirty nine percent more frequently. They're spending twenty percent more per order, and they're tipping thirty two percent more than a guest that doesn't participate in the program. And we've also done a before and after analysis of the same customer before they used gift and meal and after and saw a similar result to see a more causal relationship rather than just a correlation. And so it's really cool to see that this non-financial incentive, non-selfish incentive is driving traffic. And really, you know, it, it, we had a hypothesis about this based on consumer culture reports about especially millennials and Gen Zers looking to support brands that get back, having a higher willingness to spend but with gift to meal it's really showing that in practice which is something that's really exciting
2: why is it important that the customer like actually has to do something here it's not mm-hmm. it's not a very big ask they just need to take a picture and share it but can you kind of walk us through the thought process behind requiring like active participation from people instead of just you know a restaurant making a donation
1: Yeah, so I'm really big into the behavioral science side of things in terms of driving behavior uh, for restaurants and changing behavior uh, for consumers. And uh, so the, the fact that the customer is putting in some part of effort without it being too much effort allows the customer to attribute that impact to themselves. But then since it's funded by the restaurant, they also attribute it to the restaurant and they feel that sense of gratitude towards the restaurant. So they feel that sense of connection between themselves and the restaurant and their experience there where they're feeling good about choosing to support that restaurant. And so that's something that's really important in terms of driving that those marketing returns that I mentioned earlier. And then it's also then encouraging that customer to share the photo on social media, obviously has a great benefit to the restaurant as well. So in addition to changing their behavior, by increasing that sense of connection and increasing visit frequency, check size, tip size, they're also then becoming an advocate for that restaurant to all their friends. And you know, typically word of mouth is the best way that Restaurants are getting promotion and especially for Gen Zers and millennials, uh, you know there's a higher and higher percentage that are looking to social media when deciding where to go rather than Google or Yelp. And so that's something that can make a really big uh, difference there as well. And the fact that it's free for the guest is something that makes it really low barrier and as opposed to, you know, there's great programs that are like Roundup programs, uh, but that's something that costs the customer where they might just attribute that good cause to themselves. Rather than to the restaurant, the restaurant really didn't do anything for that. They give them the opportunity, but they might not give the restaurant the credit for it. With gift to meal, we want to make sure the restaurant is getting the credit for this positive change that's being created. It's not just a one-off thing. This is something that's a plug and play integrated social responsibility program that the customer can think of whenever they dine at the restaurant or even order takeout or delivery.
0: Hmm. Yep. Makes okay. a lot of sense. Sorry. <laughs> that makes a, a whole lot of sense. I'm wondering too, how you kind of ramped up Gift a Meal from your first restaurant partnership to where you are today.
1: Well, when I signed up our first restaurant, I didn't have a car. And so I was literally walking up and down the street in the snow to mom and pop restaurants between two and 4.30 PM, where hopefully they wouldn't be busy. And for those first ones, you know, I offered it to them for free in order, and we would cover the cost of donations ourselves in order to build up some initial data to show our value. And even when I offered it for free, so many people said no because they really just wanted to see other people that would be involved first. And I didn't take into account just the mental energy that it takes to run a restaurant. And so having to add anything on top, even if it wasn't going to be many steps, was, you know, a big barrier. And so really, it took getting those first early adopters on board, being able to prove it out with them, get those first case studies done, and we were able to scale out from there. And once I scaled it throughout the St. Louis region with a couple hundred restaurants here, then we were able to sign up our first chain restaurant in the area with Lion's Choice, which has 31 locations. Then when I was pitching chains outside of St. Louis, I said, great, you've done this with Lion's Choice, but can this work with a restaurant outside of St. Louis too? Um, so then that was the big question. And then we ended up having a franchisee of Andy's frozen custard that was half in St. Louis, half outside of St. Louis, and they signed up for the program and it went really well at their North Carolina locations too. So we said, Hey, this can work for a brand outside of St. Louis. And then we had a 20 location brand joined. That was our first national. And that led to Lee's famous recipe chicken with 130 locations. But then we signed up franchisees of red Robin TGI Fridays, Jimmy John's. Crispin's Green, Scooters, Coffee, you name it. And then the floodgates kind of opened up. So it was really just about getting those first big fish on board, proving ourselves out, proving that this was going to be easy on the operation side and that we can have a return on investment on the marketing side and that it was making a meaningful social impact. And uh, then everything just kind of blossomed from there.
2: What would you say are some of the biggest challenges you faced when it comes to like scaling or refining? The business model? Are there any big learning moments or pivots that you've made along the way that kind of stand out to you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there have been a number of pivots along the way, as in any startup. In order to succeed, you have to be willing to change with the times. And originally, Gifted Meal was just a dine in experience, for instance. Pre pandemic, it was just dine in. You had to be physically at the restaurant to participate. We were using the user's location to verify they're at the restaurant. And then we turned that off and opened it up for takeout and delivery uh, once the pandemic hit. And that was the only channel for restaurants. And that opened up so many new types of businesses that we can work with. Like Lines Choice that I mentioned, they're a QSR brand that's 95% percent drive through, And so previously, Gift-A-Meal wouldn't have worked for them. And so when we pivoted to be able to work for drive through and takeout, that opened up a whole new realm of brands that we could work with. And then also originally, Gift-A-Meal only existed as a mobile app. So, you used to have to download the mobile app in order to participate. Now you can participate just by scanning a QR code. It launches on your phone. So, no app download required, no account creation required, and you can participate in 15 seconds. It uses a technology called an app clip, which gives a full screen experience without having to download an app. And then we've been able to customize that experience by branding the colors of it to the restaurant's branding too. So, it really feels like a native experience. And then we've launched partnerships recently with some of these big tech players like Olo, Ovation, Thanks, Lunchbox, Incentivio, where now Gift-A-Meal can integrate and embed our experience within a restaurant's own mobile app or at the end of their online ordering or after guest feedback surveys. And so it's something that can really fit into the customer's experience wherever the restaurant decides Gift-A-Meal can best be. So absolutely, we're always pivoting and learning and trying to find new ways to make Gift-A-Meal more seamless and convenient for the customers and ultimately deliver value to the restaurants and the communities they serve.
0: Mm, fantastic. I also saw your recent partnership with Gongsha. It's, I believe your largest partnership to date with 162 locations. Can you walk us through that?
1: Yeah. So we're super excited about this partnership because also, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we didn't really work with my drink concepts before because that's mainly to-go concept. It's not a dine-in concept. And Gong Cha did a pilot with us in Chicago um, with their stores there, and it went really well. They provided almost 2,000 meals to those in need in just a few months. And then we were able to expand this out to 162 locations and it's already just making such a large level of impact. And it's really great to see all of these fun selfies. Their call to action is uh, take a selfie with your drink to gift a meal to someone in need. And so they get a lot of really fun user generated content created from the campaign. And uh, yeah, they're one of our favorite partners and they're now our largest. And it's really excited to see the impact continue to grow. Mm-hmm.
0: And do you have any projections on what the impact will be? I think I saw they hope to reach like 20,000 meals by the end of the year. Is that right?
1: Yeah, by the end of this calendar year. So they launched on October fifteenth. So it's a it's an aspirational goal to reach, but you know it's something that they're doing really well in order to achieve it. And uh, it's really being pushed out at all of the stores and everything. And all the staff have seemed to really love how easy it is. And uh, customers are taking photos. Meals are being provided, and uh, you know our hope is that they'll reach that twenty thousand meal number.
0: And so as you're kind of looking at potential restaurants to partner with, potential concepts, like you said, it's, it's kind of opened up, you know, the whole playing field, QSRs, FSRs, you know, are there any certain categories you're looking at um, and, and trying to get partnerships with? Okay.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting too, because we're not really limited by the type of restaurant or the ownership structure of the restaurant. Like a lot of these brands, they're the loyalty programs in the space. They have to have it be system-wide in order for it to work. We can work with franchisees of brands. So like we have a 20 location Red Robin franchisee an 11 location TGI Friday franchisee, a 12 location Scooters franchisee. And so we can work with franchisees. We can work with system-wide brands. We can work with mom and pops. We can work with restaurant groups. And so when we're looking at the types of brands that we're looking to participate with, I mean, obviously, if we can work with brands with more locations, then that's something that's really exciting for us as expansion opportunities, and we can make a higher level of impact. So, you know, as we kind of continue to grow the size of our partners and continually de-risk ourselves, uh, now we have multiple brands with over 100 locations, like Pizza Factory with 110 Lee's Famous recipe Chicken with 130 and Gong Cha with 162. So if we can work with any brands in the 200 to 500 location range or even more, that would be something really exciting for us. Um, really anything across QSR, fast casual, uh, casual dining. We don't do as much fine dining, but um, any of those other types of concepts is are the ones that are kind of our sweet spot uh, there. And then also specialty like um, coffee, drink concepts, even like sports bars, um, things like that um, are really exciting. And we've launched some of our first CPG products recently as well uh, with Patterson's Butcher Board Beef. Uh, They're a canned beef product and served in 2000 Walmarts across the country. And they have a gifted meal QR code on their label. And so, you know, experimenting with those different verticals that we can expand into is uh, something that's really exciting for us.
2: What are some things, kind of zooming out here, like what are some things restaurants in general should keep in mind when they're just thinking about social impact initiatives? Are there like common pitfalls or maybe not mistakes, but like misconceptions or more traditional approaches to giving back that you think could actually limit or hinder
1: a program's impact? Yeah. I mean, I think that there's a lot of different ways that brands can give back. And I mean, it also depends if you want, like, there's no wrong way to give back in terms of as long as you're creating that genuine social impact. I think that the perspective that I come from is that I believe that the restaurant can receive a marketing return in addition to making that positive social impact, and those two goals can actually bolster and complement one another. But there's lots of ways that restaurants can give back, whether it's benefit nights, sponsoring local charitable events, implementing green initiatives, doing roundup for a cause, doing like buy one, give one coupons if you donate to a cause, restaurant can donate every time a specific menu item is ordered you know there's a lot of different they could do like food and book drives of for collections for local schools and libraries and food banks at the restaurant so there's a lot of different ways that brands could give back for one-off ways but what i would say from a marketing perspective for the restaurant and in order to make sure that they're getting the best return and that the social impact uh, program is able to really generate the largest impact for their communities. Uh, my tips would be making sure that there's the proper branding fit for the restaurant. So that way, whether it's a cause that's meaningful to that community in particular, to the owners and the founders, um, or, you know, it's something that's connected like with gift meal. It's like you're eating food. So you're giving back for a food related cause, something that has a good branding fit's important, making sure that it's authentic and consistent is important. And then for getting consumer adoption, I would make sure that whatever the program is, it's clearly communicated so it's understandable to customers. If there's any steps for customers to be involved, it's easy for them to know how to participate. Uh, they, it has a measurable and clear social impact that the customers can understand and be excited about. And then the program is also shareable. So then that way the customers are promoting the restaurant in a positive way to their friends on social media and it has that level of virality to it. Uh, there was actually a study that was done in a recent journal lately, where it was in the hospitality industry, but more on the hotel side, where they compared the authenticity, uh, the perceived authenticity of tweets about social responsibility programs that were made by the hotel versus the tweets that were made about social respons- the hotel social responsibility by the guests staying at the hotel, and it was found that the tweets by the guests. Were perceived as way more authentic than the ones by the brand itself at the hotel. And so as much as possible, if the brands can encourage customers to be sharing out what they're doing in, on social responsibility fronts, then that's going to lead to a lot more authenticity and trust and spread the word in a lot more positive of a way. So long-winded answer. I think it's important to be consistent, make sure there's a branding fit, make it easy, understandable, quantifiable, and shareable.
2: The user generated content piece seems really important here that I imagine that's something restaurants, especially maybe legacy brands or restaurants with older clientele might be really interested in to kind of tap into younger audiences. I'm curious, you know, about the social media aspect. Are there certain platforms that stand out as like particularly popular for you guys or just in general that you think kind of make the most sense for restaurants looking to drive that engagement?
1: Yeah, and I think that from Gift and Meals' perspective, we're looking at the customers posting on their social media channels. So that'd be distinct from a restaurant's social media strategy. They could become intertwined in a couple different areas, though. Um, you know, for us, we see that there's still a lot of people posting photos of food on Facebook, um, not necessarily uh, millennials and Gen Zers anymore, but there's we still see a lot of activity there um, through the Gift-A-Meal program. And so not ignoring um, those platforms is something that's important. But Instagram, I think, is where we've seen uh, the highest level. And then Twitter has kind of dwindled a little bit over the last uh, handful of months. But I think that, you know, TikTok is obviously a really big platform for restaurants to be involved in. With gift a meal, it's photo contents, not video content. So it doesn't make as much sense for the platform there. Um, but for restaurants to maintain their own strategies and um, creating uh genuine content for their Instagram and TikTok, I would say would be the big ones for them to be involved in. Um, and then leveraging Facebook more for like kind of reaching a broader audience and you know, posting things like events um, and then Twitter for like real-time updates for the restaurant, I would say, would, ways they, would be ways they could leverage social media. Um, something that's really exciting to see, and our restaurants mainly do this on like Twitter, for instance, is engaging with customers that post content about the restaurant. So one of our partners, uh, Snarf Sandwiches, they're a 32-location brand on, on, on Gift-A-Meal, and they do a really good job of replying to all of the tweets that customers post out with their photos from gift to meal and making that customer feel really good about their experience. Um, I saw one actually earlier today, and it just kind of was one of those things that put a smile on my face uh, where they replied back. Here, I'll just quickly read it out. The uh, user posted, this meatball parm is literally the best sandwich I've had in a while. I gifted a meal by taking a photo at at Snarf's uh, with the free gift a meal app. And then Snarf's replied back saying, damn right, Keith, thank you so much for helping our effort to uh, end hunger. And then Keith replied back, honestly, it was fantastic. Thank you. And so that level of customer interaction is what we're looking for to build that level of emotional connection between the customer and the brand.
0: Hmm. Yeah, we're seeing study after study saying that it's experience that matters more than anything right now for restaurants, for retail, um, you know, and so you mentioned a few ways how, you know, restaurants can really connect with guests. Are there any other tips or things that you're seeing other restaurants doing from that kind of macro standpoint that really achieve that emotional connection?
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of cool things restaurants can do to create an emotional connection in addition to social responsibility. For instance, in loyalty programs, if they're doing, you know, secret menu items and things like that, that could be offered to those loyalty members or if they're offering kind of unique behind the scenes content on their social media, where the customer can really get to know the people behind the brand and the staff that are behind it. So they really feel like it's not just product and price when they're comparing where to go, but it's actually something that they feel emotionally connected to, or even the atmosphere in the restaurant. I mean, now, that customers are ordering so much delivery. Uh, there really has to be a reason as to why the customer should go into the restaurant, what's that atmosphere, and the vibe and experience that's going to be created Uh, in order to really create that experience for the customer. And so all those different elements can all play together in order to uh, really maximize the experience. And kind of going back to user-generated content, if the restaurant is posting user-generated content on their social media channels and everything, then that could increase the view of authenticity and connection where they could feel like they're a part of community of customers that are going to this restaurant. And it's not just professional photography that's being posted of, you know, like uh, brands that isn't in touch with the customers and doesn't have that sense of connection. So a lot of cool different ways that restaurants can engage with customers.
0: And then how much, I'm curious, how much would you attribute Gift-A-Meal's success to the changing you know, guest behavior in just consumer preference for you know, supporting brands that you know, support their local communities and have a social impact?
1: Yeah, I mean, that will be almost 100% reliance on that trend, really. I mean, I think that we're very fortunate to, as much as there's challenges in the world that we live in, I'm very fortunate there's a lot of people that care about giving back as much as we can disagree about pretty much everything else in the world. The fact that we all care about the communities that we live in and, uh, you know, can all agree on the premise that people should not face hunger. Um, and that that is a problem. And uh, looking to find easy ways to give back and support um, is something that I'm really grateful for. That I'm in the position to be able to do, and uh, for everybody else to be able uh, to do as well. And you know, we've heard great stories from both our partner restaurants and people that work at those restaurants, as well as from our users that are taking photos um, that they have faced food insecurity at different times throughout their lives. And um, that, you know, the food banks were were really helpful for them as a resource to help get them back on their feet or as a supplemental resource. If, um, you know, they had a family medical event, or, you know, we heard of somebody whose house burned down. And, uh, you know, there's just a lot of these stories out there are single parent households. And um, it's not just the homeless population, the food insecurity population is a lot bigger. And, um, you know, there's over 40 million Americans that face daily food insecurity, meaning they don't know where to find their next meal. And the fact that people care about this and are looking to all give each other a helping hand in um, a dignified way is something that I'm really motivated by in every day I gift a meal
0: yeah it sounds like a really, really inspiring business to be a part of. but, like you said, you know, up front that initial work you were you were out there in the snow, doing it by yourself, offering this for free. It's been a long journey, uphill battle to to get to where you are, I imagine
1: yeah absolutely. and I mean, there's been five different times in our company's history where we had one month of runway left in the bank account, and it was kind of like either sign up a new restaurant, close a funding round, uh win a pitch competition in order to keep things going and you know in those early days, it was something that was definitely a struggle um in order to find that early proof of concept, and now we're in that fortunate position where um, we're stable as a company and we're continuing to grow. We're uh, just about at break even, which is really exciting from a financial perspective as a company to not be reliant on new fundraising. And uh, yeah, we're just really excited to see what the future will hold.
2: What's this whole experience been like for you, you know, personally on this kind of journey of being an entrepreneur? Are there any big learning moments that you've kind of carried with you or that have like shaped your approach to leadership? over the years?
1: Yeah, and I think it's really humbling to run a startup because, you know, there, you, there's no guidebook for running a startup. You can listen to a lot of other entrepreneurs for advice, uh, but everybody's experience is different. And so just constantly being open to being wrong and being willing to fail in a way that's, you know, Controllable and it's going to be a setback, but not something that puts you under. Um, and making sure that if you do fail, that those failures are going to be still with decisions that are consistent with your values. So it's not a values based setback; it's just a business setback um, that you can learn from. Is something that I found to be really important. But yeah, you know, there's always going to be setbacks. I mean. I didn't think the gifted meal was going to make it through the pandemic first hit, and restaurants were being shut down and everything. And you know, I could only do what I thought was right, which was, uh, you know, at that point we had about four months of runway left in the bank account in March 2020. And my first action before restaurants were shut down in mid March, I emailed all our partner restaurants and said we would waive their monthly program fee if they were struggling. And that was even before the restaurants were shut down because I just thought it was the right thing to do. Um, And so we had no revenue for a couple of months and we just tried to do whatever we could to support our partner restaurants. And we also, even though we didn't have revenue, we opened up a donation matching campaign where we were going to donate match up to $5,000 in donations to the local food banks because food insecurity was going way up. And um, within 10 days, we raised over $20,000 from our gift a meal community and so, you know, that type of support and just doing what's right, I think, circled around to build up a lot of goodwill. So then when restaurants caught back on their feet, they stuck with us and we didn't see a lot of churn. And um, then we were able to kickstart our growth again. And that was when we raised our last, started to raise our last funding round in 20, late 2020 to 2021. And that sustained us through today, where again, now we're kind of at break even and looking to just invest in our growth. Hmm.
0: What are some other lessons that other upstarts and you know aspiring restaurateurs can learn from you and your journey?
1: I mean, I think that they can kind of pull different things that they that they interpret from the journey. I mean, I think that it's just kind of getting out there and doing it is the big thing, and not being afraid to fail. Uh, I think being willing to ask for help and advice. I find that this is a very tight knit industry uh, where people are willing to help if you ask for it in a way that's kind and also. Uh, respectful of their time, uh, and just being really open to continuing to learn and be genuine in all of your interactions. Uh, for me, I don't offer. I don't. I don't operate based off of reciprocity in terms of like if I can help somebody, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to ask for a favor in return. And I find that acting in that manner has not only just made me feel good as a person, but I feel like makes people want to help you as well, even if it's not favor for favor. And so, I think just trying to put goodness out in the world and doing what you can to help other people achieve their goals um, is something that I think is a really important value to have as a successful business owner.
2: So, um, you know, kind of starting to wrap things up here. What's next for Gift a Meal? What's like your big picture, long term vision for this business, and what's it going to take? To get there.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're at 1.65 million meals provided to date, providing over 50,000 meals to those in need a month throughout over 100 local food banks. Uh, we're in 37 states now. Uh, my goal is to be in all 50 states, um, providing over a million meals to those in need annually. We're at a little over 900 restaurants. I would love to reach a thousand restaurants soon. And, um, you know, being working with some of those brands that have a thousand plus locations and, uh, really looking to find ways to, uh, new ways to meet customers where their needs are and figure out how to integrate into that experience. So for instance. Uh, we're going to be launching soon in the new Lee's Famous Recipe Chicken mobile application. And so that'll be really cool to see how Gift and Meal can be intertwined and integrated into that customer experience there. Uh, and so just kind of keeping an eye on the future and looking at partnerships with all these different amazing companies in the space, whether it's point of sale companies, loyalty companies, uh, ad agencies for restaurants, you know, other types of tech providers, um, and looking to see how we can kind of raise, uh, raise the, what's the saying, raise the tides for all raising, raising tides, raise all ships. I, I've m- m- like missed that. That. <laughs> something like that, yeah. But, but yeah, looking to kind of all help each other in the industry to best support the restaurants and have our technology play well together.
0: And if, um, any of our listeners are curious, how can they learn more? Is there a good website or contact info for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. If a restaurant's interested in learning more, they can reach out to me directly at Andrew at giftameal.com. And um, they can also find more information at giftameal.com slash partner, um, where they can book a demo and learn more and kind of see what the platform is like for themselves.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Andrew, for your time. And thanks to all our listeners out there. Stay tuned for more.
1: Thanks so much.